0: Welcome to Heaping Spoonful, a twice-monthly conversation with restaurateurs, chefs, growers, and others who have helped generate the legends associated with eateries across the Mid-South. The team at Benny Keith is proud to sponsor this adventure with the goal of preserving the stories that have helped cultivate an amazing food scene across the Mid-South. So kick back, and enjoy a heaping spoonful.
1: Hello to all you foodies out there in podcast land. I'm Kelly Bass, and I've been ingrained in the Mid-South food scene pretty much my entire life. One of the stories I heard all my life was about the night I fell over backward in my high chair at a popular Mexican restaurant in the Heights neighborhood of Little Rock, Arkansas when I was 18 months old, but I lived to tell about it, apparently. I was also blessed in the pre-Yelp TripAdvisor social media Blog days to have the good fortune to review restaurants for two local newspapers here in Little Rock. Something I did more on than off for God, more than 30 years. So I love being the voice of Heap and Spoonful. Today, pretty much any discussion of with my wife about our day or our travel plan starts with what, where, and when we're going to eat. So I am totally into this stuff. Today on Heap and Spoonful, it's my pleasure to visit with Rob Nelson, the owner and chef at Tuscan Trotter, an anchor restaurant on the busy square in downtown Bentonville, Arkansas. So, greetings, Rob. Welcome to Heaping Spoonful. Well, thank you very much, Kelly, for having me. So, when you decided to open Tuscan Trotter in 2011, why did you pick Bentonville? I mean, did you have a crystal ball or inside information (laughs) that helped you envision how the dining scene there would heat up like it did?
2: Well, uh... Before Tuscan Trotter, I was the executive chef of a uh, River Grill restaurant in uh, Bentonville, and uh, I'd been in and out of that kitchen for about five years. At that point, the scene had just started to grow. We had a uh, very ambitious and very motivated person by the name of Daniel Hints that was running the uh, Downtown Bentonville Initiative (DBI), and we got really close together and became really good friends and. The uh, opportunity came about where there was a spot in downtown Bentonville and showed me kind of like a, what the master plan was with Crystal Bridges coming in and 21C Hotel. And I was like, okay, you know, well, downtown Bentonville kind of looks like, you know, the Germans just did their thing to it in World War Two. I mean, it was just a bond <laughs> no. out. You had craters in the, and the uh, you had to have four-wheel drive to get down there, just to, you know, say that. But, uh, I mean, and so the building looked great. It was right there in the square. We met up with a couple of other uh you know, interested uh, investors who became the backbone of uh, now Pickenswig Hospitality Group. And now, wow, over eight years now, uh, Tuscan Trotter has been there. And the scene has just grown. I mean, it was uh, two restaurants on the spot downtown. And now Bentonville has over 143 different eateries to choose from. I Isn't mean that crazy? It's amazing, right? I know. And so many great restaurants have, have come on the scene with great fanfare,
1: from fine dining to casual to everything in between. But I will tell you, a Tuscan Trotter has maintained its spot near or at the top of the list of Bentonville restaurants. I I hopped on, since we knew we were going to be talking today, to to TripAdvisor and saw your very high ranking on TripAdvisor. And the first review that I saw was written by me. (laughs) I guess if you get on TripAdvisor and you're logged in, they put your review first. I guess they put you first, though. But I I gave you a glowing review about 2014, I believe. It was crazy. I didn't even remember doing it, to be honest with you. And I saw that you were nominated twice as Best Restaurant in the South by Southern Living, which is quite an honor. Yes,
2: sir. Yes. So what,
1: would you, tell me what you think the two or three things that have helped that restaurant
2: stay so popular for so long? Well, I'll tell you what, the, the backbone of Tuscan Trotter is my staff. I mean, you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and other things, and uh, you let them, you know, go and be creative, and... Like I said, I mean, the day-to-day operation of my staff that's doing uh, their thing there, you know, allows me to yeah. do other things. And I mean, they're very motivated. They get the concept, they get the brand. They wholeheartedly just jump behind us in everything that we do. And that really shows, you know, and it goes a long way for the guest that comes in to see exactly what we're all about.
1: Right, and I, I like because it, it has a, a casual, comfortable feel and it's a very approachable menu, but that doesn't mean everything's not top quality. So I mean, did you really kind of, Focus on being approachable and something Absolutely. everybody can find something
2: like. Yes, sir. So I wanted to uh, really showcase, you know, what Arkansas and specifically what the Ozark Mountain Region is all about. So, I mean, we try to stay within our region, you know, most of the time that we can. And uh and Keith Fo- uh, Foods Group really helps us with that, with their local sustainability program and all the, you know, uh, things that they're involved with as well. And uh, I mean, that really helps us to showcase, you know, what is swimming and being raised sure. and, you know, what's falling off the trees. And those are mountains. I mean, we put it on the plate there and uh, we try to do it in a kind of a different way. You know, I mean, we use a lot of odds and ends and different products, uh, yeah. secondary cuts of meats, if you will. Uh, and we just try to make it into an approachable way, but also give the customer the guest, uh, you know, a new experience, trying something a little bit different out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And uh, they've really taken a hold of it and uh, they've really embraced us in the community and, uh, you know, being the top of our game. I mean, that's just, uh, we just strive for excellence and try to do the best that we can do every day to uh, make sure the the guest experience is at the top.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. And again, you got in so early and I had not realized that you'd worked right there at River Grill for all those years before it was even what it was when you opened Tuscan Trotter. But there was a lot of stuff in between there. I know you went to, got your political science degree at University of Arkansas, your bachelor's degree, and, and worked, you know, I guess, in that restaurant while your wife was completing her master's. And then you'd been looking at culinary schools because you knew that was for the career you wanted, and you went to Boulder, Colorado. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So did that, was that a very rewarding, enriching experience? And what oh. what did you learn there that you instantly could say, well, that's one thing I'm going to take but to the next re- first restaurant that I opened.
2: Well, we looked at uh, many different spots uh, for culinary school, from New York City to uh, San Francisco. And uh, this culinary school is a, uh, was a small private culinary school at the time called the Culinary School of the Rockies, and they only accepted 16 students a year there. And uh, it was a farm-to-table. It was the only farm-to-table full 100% on uh, local sustainable uh, culinary school at the time. And uh, that was just, you know, something I was really interested in and, you know, learning about the farming system and the ranchers and everything, and it just felt right. And when I was there, I I mean... I couldn't believe, you know, just the culture that Boulder has and the community that they have that they back, you know, just the the, the farming and the rancher and the local sustainability of that. And uh, the restaurant that I cut my teeth in there called The Kitchen with uh, Chef Hugo Matheson and their group, I mean, that was it. I mean, they showcased all their animals and, you know, all their produce that they got from just 50, you know, minutes down the road and even had a, a garden on their roof. You know, I mean, it was just they really opened my eyes to what it could be. And then, uh, got to jump the pond right after that and go to France and, uh, that really just—I mean—that—that that stuck to me. I mean, they don't really have what a farm-to-table movement there. That's just what they do. That's what the they've south, always the, done. That's right? just yeah. what they've always done. They don't know any different. I mean, the local farmer markets there. I mean, that's just on the daily. You go and you pick out what you want to eat that night, and you go and you cook it. You yeah. don't bulk up like you do at the types of you know Sam's Clubs and types of things. They—they sure. they don't really have that there. You know, and that's kind of a unique experience to see firsthand. Exactly. Well, I promise
1: I'm not following you around, but my sister-in-law lives in the suburb of Boulder, and whenever I go to the People's Republic of Boulder, I say I can see why people like living there. And then, thirty plus years ago, my sister moved to France, and I've gotten to make two uh, trips to Avignon to go to the Palais de Pop, which is the Pope's palace. Not many people know, including me, that the papacy left left um, the Vatican in
2: Rome for almost an entire century and was it was in Avignon, France. And you were you were working at a restaurant right there by it. I was, uh, yeah. So I mean, wine tastings at the Palais de Pop during the day, and then the uh, restaurant worked at La Moron was actually the Cardinals. Uh, Castle that yeah. he worked at. They, they turned into a hotel, a bed and breakfast, and they, uh, a Michelin one-star kitchen while I was there as well. Yeah, and I
1: think for all of you out in uh, podcast land, listen to Heap and Spoonful today, Michelin stars are Extremely hard to come by. In fact, Rob told me before we started this broadcast that Washington DC is the closest location to Little Rock, Arkansas
2: where there is a Michelin starred restaurant. Yeah, yeah, they haven't kind of made their way into the south yet. But yeah. you know, hey, we, never know. Hey, maybe you're gonna get the first one. Oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I had to change my accent and yeah. get all
1: fussy. No, that that <laughs> was, uh, so there you are, you know, again, soaking up the, the from the farm and table culinary education you got in Boulder and working in that restaurant and then going to
2: Avignon and continuing and studying wines. And then I guess it was time to go home? Uh, Yes, sir. So, I mean, uh, while I was doing my, you know, my culinary thing, my wife was also working in Boulder, uh, right outside in Golden, Colorado at Coors Brewing. But uh, we also still had a place here in uh, Northwest Arkansas. Uh, 2008 hit, the bottom fell out, couldn't sell our house. And then, uh, you know, we're kind of looking where we're going to go next. I'm graduated, we're done with our schooling. You know, it's time to set up shop somewhere. Walmart corporate. Comes calling again and oh, uh, gives good. my wife a job that, you know, offers her a job that she just couldn't refuse. And that brought us back to northwest Arkansas. Wow, and right, uh, I got got back on with the restaurant, River Grill, that I left before to and uh, jumped right back in as sous chef. And then eventually took over the spot until, you know, uh, Tuscan Trotter presented itself in And that's 2011 famous. on. It's been a ride. I'll tell you what. And, you know, as a recovering journalist, I'm into my research on the recovering Internet. Journalism. The Internet certainly helps
1: with that. And so I'm, I'm Googling you and stuff, and I see that uh, in 2018, you took over as executive chef at Butcher & Pint. So, And then in our other conversations before we began recording, you've got a whole lot of other projects. Why don't you tell us? And again, I'm hoping people will be listening to this for years to come, but... And these may all have come to fruition and be rocking and rolling by the time
2: this uh, is heard down the road. But tell us what else you got going on. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, we've been blessed. Our, our restaurant group, Pig & Swig Hospitality Now, has formed. And the uh, flagship restaurant is Tuscan Trotter. And uh, we announced a couple of weeks ago that Tuscan Trotter will be opening up shop in North Little Rock in the Argenta Arts District. Uh, So, I mean, we're really excited about that one. Uh, But coming on uh, uh, recently, we've got uh, a brand-new ice cream shop, Trash Creamery, that just opened up in Bentonville. Uh, We just uh, uh, closed down Butcher & Pint uh, temporarily to move them to a new location. We've got Mm -hmm. three locations that we're about to finalize on right now uh, that's potential. And, uh, yeah, uh, we've got... uh, Goostro, it's a Gustro pub, as the term it's called the Berg Gustro pub. Goostro it is, pub. Oh. It's going to be German inspired food that's going to go into uh, the Bentonville Brewing Company's uh, new facility in Bentonville. So that's slated for, uh, for November. And then we also have a pizza, food truck, Mr. Hand's Pizza, Righteous Slices for All, that is going to start its uh, uh, soft opening at the ice, old Ice House building in uh, downtown Bentonville that's in true. the Market District. So
1: All right. well, we're t- staying busy. Yeah, I want to talk more about the North Little Rock location in just a few minutes. but Let's take a little break on Heaping Spoonful, and we'll be right back in just a minute with Rob Nelson.
0: I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heaping Spoonful. We at Benny Keith Foods enjoy talking about the food scene almost as much as we enjoy providing the top quality ingredients that help restaurateurs and chefs across the Mid-South create their magic. Now let's dive even deeper into the culinary world with your host, Kelly Bass.
1: All right, welcome back to Heap and Spoonful. This is your host, Kelly Bass. I'm with Rob Nelson, I would say of Tuscan Trotter, but that's selling him short. He's got of the Pig and Swig uh, Culinary Group that's got all kinds of things going on. If you've been listening, you've been hearing. Um, I do want to say that we talked earlier about you seeing what was happening in the Bentonville Square and knowing that 2011 was a ripe time to open Tuscan Trotter and then the whole place has grown up around you. I can promise you, my friend, what you're about to get into in North Little Rock is Maybe not on the same scale, but it's going to be just the same thing. Um, you know, First Orion Building is, is where your home is going to be. That's going to be the anchor of that, of that fabulous plaza that's open there. There are other great restaurants. Uh, Capeo was the trendsetter years ago. The Isaac Brothers opened that spot up. It's going to be hot. And I'm going to tell you this, and again, I hope in years to come I'm proven right. You open up Tuscan Trotter in that building, you better get ready because it's going to be packed up every day Every meal because well, it's people want to go to the area and you're a known entity, and that brand everybody loves in the Little Rock area. When something that they've gone to in another town comes to town, even if it's something like Cheddars, they go crazy. So, Tuscan Trotter is going to rock. Well,
2: I'm, I'm glad you said that. We're very excited to uh, give Argenta Arts District a shot. And uh, man, North Little Rock has just embraced us with open arms from the CVB to uh, the new mayor there. Uh, Rusty Mathis and crew over at uh, Benny Keith Foods is just uh, there from the get go. We did a party the other night that uh, Benny Keith Foods helped us out with. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, we look forward. I uh, got what the foundation that's down there, yeah. and uh, so uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of potential collaborations for sure. You know, yeah, the innovation is be-
1: hub is there. There's new apartments. You got Verizon Arena.
2: Absolutely. I mean,
1: it's it's going to be hot. And I, again, I, I said the same thing to Chris Tanner when he was opening Samantha's, and he was all worried about. Said, dude, you're going to be great. And he's been slammed every day, and you're going to be slammed every day so good thing you got a good crew because you can only be one place at once (laughs) that's true yeah well um i do know again beyond all the things you've gotten to do and studying in france and studying in colorado you've gotten to go to the james beard house tell me how what for the folks who don't know everybody's heard of the james beard awards but tell us about the james beard house how that came
2: to be and, and sort of what the experience was like. Uh, sure. So the James Beard Foundation is a, a nonprofit uh, organization that uh, has uh, different uh, uh, impact programs from uh, food, zero food waste to also educational programs to send uh, young students to culinary school. And uh, where the James Beard House comes in, they showcase uh, about 200 uh, different chefs from across the world every year. And uh, they come in, and the money that is uh, raised goes to a local foundation of their choice, and also proceeds of that dinner goes to the uh, Scholarship Foundation for the James Beard Foundation to cool. help put people through school. So you've gotten to do it three times? Uh, I have uh, performed at the Beard House three times. Uh, the first time was in uh, 2013 with uh, Chef Matt McClure and Chef Case DiGarrio, uh nice. in Bentonville. And uh, we went up there, and we unveiled uh, High South Cuisine uh, uh, there that night. And then I got the opportunity to close the Beard House down in uh, 2016 and do the uh, New Year's Eve uh, celebration oh. uh, there. And then this past uh, this past year, February, uh, it was the first uh, zero food waste uh, dinner. The uh, hashtag uh, waste not series uh, was uh, done. And it was me and... Uh, uh, farmer uh, Hog Farmer Tim Jackson out of uh, Wadmalaw South uh, Carolina that when wow. uh, we did a, a hog roast they a, a snout the tail dinner there. Well, that's got to be uh, fun and flattering. I tell you what, I mean the foundation is uh, something else, and it really helps us to uh, you know kind of grow and uh, how to uh, also uh, I was a uh, an alumni of the James Beard Foundations. Uh, uh, chef's policy and change, and uh, where we actually learn how to talk with uh, government officials and uh, you know civic minded people that can actually help you know push the envelope or help get policy in front of the right people to try to change the issues of uh, food activism
1: that's that's fabulous and, and I know that's a big a big theme with uh, with forward thinking restaurateurs and chefs going on right now. So another thing that Google turned up for me, were you, you were on Guy's Grocery Game. <laughs> yes, the Food I was. Network? What, what is, what is that?
2: Is that uh, Gaffietti? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was on, uh, it, uh, aired last year and, uh, had the opportunity. They, uh, the Food Network approached us and see it, uh, just see if I would be interested in, uh, doing a, a contest like that. And, uh, it was a fun experience. i tell you what, Guy is a, a big ball of energy. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And, uh. But it was, a, I mean, an experience that, you know, I just wanted to see what it was like to do competition on a national level. And uh, the Food Network uh, seemed to like me. So we've got a few more things coming down the pipeline. So y'all stay tuned with Food Network and see what's coming up with that. But, uh, yeah, it's just been a fun little ride, man. I mean, what, what can I say? I mean. It's just been a great uh, a great eight years so far with, uh, with Tuscan Trotter and everything cool. that's come with it. Super cool.
1: Well, you know, I know when Guy came to Little Rock to do uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives, it just blew up Bruno's and everybody's business, North Bar and all the places that he went. Geo Bruno still tells me every time it re-airs, they sell more toasted ravioli and lasagna <laughs> than they've ever sold before. It right. turns back on, so it's pretty cool. A couple of off-the-wall questions to ask you. You ever had any famous people eat at
2: Tuscan Trotter? Oh yeah, I mean with the uh, you know Walmart being in our backyard, we get a few celebrities there. Uh, Tom Cruise is probably one of the most famous as came, that's come through. But uh, actually, uh, my, fav- my favorite actor is uh, that's eaten there many times, probably four or five times now, is Bruce Dern. Oh, and cool. uh, he just loves our ribs, and every time he comes to town, he just comes in and makes sure you know to say hey, and you uh, get a uh, full rack of ribs and sits there and just tears them up. Uh, yeah, so Bruce Dern would probably be the uh, my him. favorite one that's come through. He
1: seems about half crazy. Oh my like god! I mean, anymore. his movies. I mean, teaming I up with Tarantino, you got to be a little <laughs> off of him <laughs> <Exactly. doing> that.
2: <laughs> well, listen,
1: this has been a fabulous time talking with Rob Nelson. You got so much going on. I'm uh, super excited for you, and I look forward to following your career as it keeps going forward. And I'm. Looking to see you on the Food Network on something that remains to be talked about sometimes. So listen, well, thanks
2: again for your time. Kelly, for. thank you so much. And yep. thank you to the Arkansas Times for having me on. Yep. So. All right, everybody. This is uh, Kelly Bass
1: on Heaping Spoonful. Stay tuned. Keep an eye on the website and look for more links to more episodes.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Heaping Spoonful. On behalf of all of us at Benny Keith Foods, Mid-South Division, please know how much we love connecting you with the legends of the culinary scene and their unique stories. I look forward to the next time we can offer you another